At the moment, with the pandemic, the immune system's just all the rage, isn't it? So I thought it would be good to to have a chat about that and uh, try and press a few buttons that would help people to to cope. The immune system, as we have spoken about in previous podcasts, as described by me, really, is our James Bond and MI5. It protects us and tries very hard to weed out anything that may be harming us. And it's really difficult when you live with 32 trillion organisms. Have you ever tried that? Well, yeah, we all have every day because we're all doing that. And we have between two and 300, so they say active human genes at any one time. So you can see actually we're vastly outnumbered. And it's quite difficult for our immune system, our James Bond and team, to to really keep that in balance. And it's quite difficult to notice or to know or work out, maybe at times, what who are the goodies and who are the baddies. Because in different circumstances, that could be the same person. It's a bit like a human being, isn't it? With our conscious mind and our subconscious, you know, we've got our, our bits that we hopefully uh, in control of our conscious mind, but at times our subconscious takes over. Well, it's the same with the organisms. You know, they're pretty similar. Sometimes they can be a great help to us and um, and sometimes not. But we don't want them to take over, do we? <clears throat> and, uh, okay, it's not a, a war we win in the long run, right? But um, in, in, in the short to medium uh, and, and longer term, hopefully, uh, let's try and keep this balance that we all crave um, because our organisms need to be held in balance. But if you look at the immune system, the MI5, James Bond system, the immune system, uh, it, it's basically, if you think of it in simple terms, that uh, there are antibodies. We've all heard about antibodies, haven't we? Uh, think of the IgG tests that we we're using for 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 COVID-19, and uh, how difficult it was to uh, pick up positive IgD tests in people who had, oh gosh, to all intents and purposes, ha- had COVID, or seemingly so. It's difficult because, in some instances, uh, obviously with the coronaviruses, you know, the flu is a coronavirus and therefore somebody with quite significant symptoms may have had the flu and and, and not the the COVID-19 infection. So when IgG antibodies were negative, it was difficult to know what was going on. But when we look at the patterns of IgG and IgM, i.e. antibodies, and their response to... um, flu type or corona vaccine uh, viruses sorry that basically there is a large variation you know there's a variation and fluctuation in levels even in the first month after infection and unless we are lucky you know we could easily miss um, and, and not find a positive result even in a jolly good test so actually antibodies come and go in certain illnesses. In others, like measles, mumps and rubella, where we often do immune tests for health workers, for example, to see if they're immune um, before they can get their jobs and so on, 
they seem to be pretty long-term and almost lifelong immunities showing on the bloods through antibody tests like IgG and um, uh, IgG and IgM. IgM tends to be more active if you, if you have a current infection, so we're normally looking at IgG levels. But the, the purpose of this podcast, I guess, is to explain that you know, the immune system isn't just antibodies, it's also cellular immunity. We've heard so much about antibodies on the television every day. We've all learnt a little bit more than we knew before about, about the immune system. But not much is mentioned about T cells, which are what we call cellular immunity. And when the human body uh, you know, is, is exposed to infection, which it, it is all the time, but basically the T cells are constantly um, dealing with first line defense, if you like, and it's them that tells the antibodies what to do and, and the rest of the immune system what to do, okay? So, um, it, and we can actually look at a cellular immunity and it's something uh, which is used a bit more often in some of the functional medical laboratories um, in Germany, for example, and we use th- those tests when we're looking at well, the old-fashioned name was Lyme disease, um, but actually we now call it MSIDS. And uh, there are reasons for that. MSIDS stands for, that's M-SIDS, Multiple System Infectious Disease Syndrome. Okay, I'll tell you what that is in a minute. <laughs> oh dear, we're doing to blind you with science here. Um, but essentially what I'm trying to say is that T-cells are very useful um, because they do have a we think, anyway, a longer memory than uh, antibodies in some situations. And um, so therefore, uh, we do use these T-cell tests to help us uh, when trying to make a diagnosis in people who have multiple symptoms uh, when lots of systems of the body are involved and where traditional medicine has difficulty uh, with a diagnosis. Okay, so hope that makes sense anyway. Um, and, and, and again, the, an awful lot is being researched and we're trying to find out more and more. But interestingly, um, I can take, uh, say, my son's schizophrenia as, as an example, you know, um, his cellular immunity was reduced okay and we find that in a lot of people who have been chronically ill with multiple symptoms and systems involved and so we we checked him and and therefore because of his immune system uh, from a cellular perspective being reduced we checked for these long-term infections like Babesia and Lyme and so on and we were able to find those and and treat them of course we only we're not treating the test results remember we're treating the patient and so if, if you're looking at someone with a Babesia infection for example which is one of the Lyme and co-infections um, Babesia symptoms involve copious night sweats and the bed is wet when you wake up in the morning you know it's very significant and not dissimilar to malaria which is also a parasite babesia is a parasite so if you if we uh, can actually tally results 
in immunocompromised patients, we can treat them and 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 by treating certain infections and looking at other systems where we can switch the body uh, to optimize that system, then you know we can slowly but surely begin to deal with and understand the root causes of chronic illness. So you can see that if we begin to understand what is happening with the immune system, we've got much more um, ability to work out what's going on with our trillions of organisms and certain of the lines that we know that we know pretty well, you know, we've been able to look at the patterns of illness with some of these situations. Um, I mean, uh, to be honest, this is a a complex and difficult subject and uh, it it took me many, many years to understand it. And even now, you know, the the more you you know, the more you realise you don't, right? (laughs) I think we're all a bit like that, the deeper you get into a subject. But um, I would say that I began to look at functional medicine and systems biology gosh about 16 years ago you know I mean it took me a a long time to really get to the roots of it and I mean honestly when I first saw it um, it was because a a colleague a a neurologist actually a beautiful lady said to me "Um, Julia have a look at this you know because I was telling her how poorly my son was and um, I, I, I I looked at this some of the you know the Ah, the books and the in the the tests behind functional medicine. I thought, oh my God, you know, I didn't know all this. And I, 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 it's like double Dutch, you know. It was like learning another language, truly. And uh, and it took me so long to get to grips with it. Um, and even even now, of course, there's always so much more for for us to learn. And I find it quite difficult, you know, because other doctors are still. Uh, looking just at the nice guidelines and, and not thinking laterally and not it's anguishing to get get our patients better obviously I had an investor's interest in my son because I desperately wanted him to get him to, to get him better um, and, and and you know you can't force something it takes its time and when someone's ready they're only when they're ready and able sometimes to work with something but it didn't stop me then obviously working with the patients and um helping them and as I say I think it, it seems to me that the root of it all is the immune system you know it's uh, because we want to try and keep that balance don't we but but essentially um, you know I think if you if you wanted us to have a look at, uh, at at your own situation or your family if you feel someone's not well or a friend or whatever you know the best thing is to to book an appointment and have a chat a chat really um you know some of the tests are, are are very expensive so it is possible to work uh in simple ways to reduce the outlay on tests and uh, where people can't afford tests i can sometimes you know make assumptions um based on experience but to but by and large it's much better if we test and we can target where some of the issues are you know anyway um so, so th- read about the immune system. I, I think it's fascinating, and uh, I'm interested to see, you know, what else they say. The the research finds out about COVID as time goes by, um, because just empirically, you know, I've noticed that some of the long-term symptoms with long COVID 
uh, are very similar actually to some a lot of the patients I see already that uh, have a depressed immune system. Um, of course, it's you know, much more complicated than just uh, that, but um, essentially, um, as I say, do, do have a look at cellular immunity and. Um, if there's any uh, questions, you probably will have to get in touch with us. Okay, but uh, I hope you um, enjoy this uh, thought-provoking podcast, and uh, I'll be in touch again soon.